Hey, hey, Gut Check Army, Zach here again. Just wanted to remind you that Gut Check Press does have another podcast for your listening pleasure, and it contains a lot of the stuff you love about the Gut Check podcast, including 90s pop culture, Christian culture, writing and publishing, persona building, and super fragile male egos. And while Ted, sadly, is not on the program, I talk about him a lot. You can find Clinch the Podcast uh, on iTunes, Stitcher, Player.fm, or all of these uh, aggregators. Or you can access it directly at www.zacharybartles.com slash podcasts. And now, brought to you by Cliff Graham's Good Battle Chewers, because all other Israel trips are for Ponzi's. www.goodbattlechewers.com Coming to you live, but not really live, from Gut Check World Headquarters in the capital city of a boxing glove-shaped state, and Gut Check South Command, deep in the belly button above the buckle of the Bible Belt, it's the Gut Check Podcast, with your hosts, Ted Cluck and Zach Bartles. Hey, welcome to the Gut Check Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined, as always, in studio by my good now. friend and my business partner, <laughs> my, business partner <laughs> my business partner, Zachary Bartles. And baby, we are in studio together today. We are in the Nakatomi Smoking Lounge. Sitting now, where the, the famed settee used to sit. Sitting where the settee used to sit. Our knees aren't exactly touching yet, but there's plenty of program left. I'm not going to say it's not going to happen. There's room. There's room. Um, baby, this room looks fabulous. This is the perfect space for smoking, uh, for podcast recording, and just to kind of revel in um, the glory that is Gut Check and the successes that we've had over the years, which is a thing that I enjoy doing. I'm not going to lie. To describe the space, it's about, uh, what would you say, 9 to 10 feet by... I don't know. I'm I bad know, with stuff 12 like to 13 feet. It's a very small space. and uh, It's Ted, intimate. It's cozy. Ted and Christian drove all the way up here. Yep. From, uh, the, from somewhere in Indiana. Yeah. Uh, and we have not spent any time in any other part of our house but this room. Nor do I want to. You know, <laughs> let's, let's be clear. This is the room that I want to spend all the time in. And baby, uh, it's so much fun to record an ep together. Um, and we're going to get into some things that I think are kind of vintage for our program in that we're going to review uh, some energy drinks together. That's going to be fun. Uh, and some other things, but before we do that, Ted, I see that you've jotted some notes on I've a made Taco show Bell notes. napkin. Yeah, I made show notes on with a, a Taco turquoise Bell napkin. pen with a tu- with a turquoise pen. You know, because I'm a pro. <laughs> I, I I take this radio thing very seriously, baby. So uh, and because I do, and I take our relationship so seriously, um, I want to do some healing because I feel like now something <laughs> <laughs> something got started in Israel that I, I feel didn't get fully resolved, and I feel I like know I, about this. What are no, we doing? you do. And I feel bad. I want to unburden myself of something. Okay. And, and I want your forgiveness. And, but first, I want you to withhold forgiveness from me. And then, that, and then which grant is the it Israeli later, way. Which yeah. is the Israeli way. Um, I feel like off the air a few minutes ago, <laughs> I made a joke. I cracked wise uh-huh. about how, it was, how Aaron had plenty of time to leave the room and then come back because it would be 20 minutes of, of kind of fiddling around technologically before we got up to speed as a program and and what what concerns me is i saw the hurt register on your face i mean you're too strong okay to 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 say anything and you were you were brave about it and you had a stiff upper lip about it but i could Uh tell that i'd hurt you that i'd wounded you 
with my barbs and with my needling about the 20 minutes. It's just, it doesn't John just, Eldridge have that book about the dirtbag wound where your dirtbag friend... The, it's the dirtbag wound. <laughs> well, I want to ask you a question. Uh-huh. How many minutes was it before we were up and running? What Was it, in fact, 20? It was probably about 20. But <laughs> I thought I was going to be vindicated here because I yeah. thought it was like three. But no, oh, so you, you know you did a terrific job, and we're up and running, and that's the that's the point. This computer may turn off at any moment, though, because it is dying. It may. People may or may not ever hear this. You know what? I want to think about that, though. I want to I enjoy this moment that we're in. Ted, you know what I want to enjoy? Mm-hmm. Little monster, juicy, gross, whatever that's called. I do, too, and that's a wonderful segue, but I, I just want to, I want to make sure we're okay. And here, what's more, I want to covenant with you <laughs> to never make that joke again. I'm not going to say the 20 minutes Ted, thing anymore. Don't, don't. No, because it's done and it's over. Don't make promises you can't keep. To quote the uh, the the scary bird lady on Home Alone 2, um, <laughs> Dude, she was she was so poignant, wasn't she? She had, she had a lot of wisdom to uh, share. Don't you make the promises? I don't know. Yeah. Um, no, I. Ted, listen, buddy. Yeah. That's that's the studio audience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I would have worried if you hadn't made the joke. I would have thought, what what did I do wrong? Why is Ted upset with me? You know, interesting. That's part of the dynamic that we have. It is part of the dynamic, and you know, it's part of what I love about the program is that before we get on the air, we have to work we have to work at it a little bit. So you you earn the program. For we you. earn yeah, we earn being on the air. You know, you don't just sit down in the studio and like press a button and you're on the air. You know, <laughs> that would be no fun. That would be terrible. You know, <laughs> that would be terrible. So are we gonna are we gonna jump into one of these retro bits? Speaking of things that might be terrible, shut up. Okay, so what, what people don't know is that I just hit stop and then saved mm-hmm. and then uh, started again. Well, we weren't recording. Uh, you asked if this is still fun for me because I pointed out that uh, we were on episode 79. You indicated that, yeah, we've been doing this for a long time. And I know that sometimes people, when they get into a career and they've been doing it for such a long time, they begin to lose the, the fire and the passion, the passion for it. Like it's Like the excitement's gone. You know what I mean? And I want to know... Uh, do you still do you still look forward to this? Do you still have the excitement, dude, the passion the, for radio during the fourth year now of the program? Wow, dude, I feel like uh, I feel like uh, I remember when Rush Limbaugh mm-hmm. uh, got addicted to pills and made himself go deaf. I do remember that. And then he like got <laughs> a cochlear implant, uh-huh. and he came back. Yeah, with a gusto and a new passion, a and vim he, and a vigor. And right? apparently, he was getting up at like three a.m. or just not sleeping because he was on uppers or something. Uh-huh. I feel like that is. The, that's kind that's of the kind arc of the space of where we're that at. I'm in yeah, right now. Yeah. Piece of you, the gut check podcast. I'm deaf. I'm addicted to pills, and mm-hmm. I'm really excited. Baby, that's terrific. And I wouldn't want you. <laughs> I wouldn't want you in any other place because what we're going to do right now um, is harken back to something that built this program. Hark, baby. All right. This was a this was a bedrock, a key element of this program. We've we've strayed from it in in recent years. You know, I feel like we've wandered. We've gotten cocky, maybe a little complacent. Uh, but we're going back to what Maybe got Maybe a little ran out of drinks. Maybe he kind of ran out of <laughs> drinks, out of gross drinks. Uh, but Zach, I have an energy drink in my hand that I'm just uh, excited to tear into. And uh, what this is, it's Monster. It's actually, no, I take that back. It's Juice Monster. <laughs> energy Juice. And I, be, Hans, yeah. Booby. This Hans is radio, Booby, radio, not, not television. television. Ted's actually making the hang loose sign as he reads this. Because, because there's a hand on the yeah. can making the hang loose sign as I read this. Um, and the, the flavor of this is Pipeline Punch. And what I'm looking at is a pink can. And I want you to place the shade of pink here because this is kind mm. of like Pepto-Bismol pink to me. Yeah, yeah. Okay? That's, that is definitely a medicinal pink. It's medicinal pink. So I'm in the, we're in the same kind of wheelhouse with the pink. 
So this is pipeline punch. There's sort of a how would you describe that pattern? It's like a Hawaiian like you know what that that looks like a pattern that would be on gems. Yes, gems <laughs> on long shorts. Floral gems. Floral gems. And one thing, Zach, that I appreciate about which Monster, means Steven Seagal would be arresting the people who were who were wearing or those just gems. shooting them. Yeah. One, one thing I appreciate about this can and and really the whole Monster approach, they do a nice texture on the can. I want you to feel this. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's three dimensional. Some raised kind of air and feel that. How do you there's like a little bit of texture on the can, baby? Do you want it? Are you good? Okay. Um, Kristen's too good for Monster juice. Like, sitting on the other side of the room. No, literally, she's. I'm not. I'm not yeah. making like. A, I'm saying you literally are too good for this. Yes, I am. So one monster thing, Zach, that I love is that they always put a lot into the copy. Okay. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they always too much. Go, they go you all in the copy. So, do you want to read the copy? Do you want me to? I want, I want to hear it from you. Buddy. Okay. So this is Monster Juice, uh, Pipeline Punch, Bonsai Pipeline, the world's most famous wave on Oahu's fabled North Shore comes alive for just a few brief months every winter. <laughs> So, in honor of this epic force of nature, we created Juice Monster Pipeline Punch. Yeah, I, I guarantee yeah, they were honor. sitting around. They weren't like, we need to have more products to get more money. They were like, yeah. what can we do to How honor? How can we honor Hawaii? Because I feel like, you know, I just want to honor them. They've been, you know. Hawaii doesn't get much. Yeah, Hawaii's been doing such a good job for such a long time. <laughs> How can we know? tell them we appreciate them? The perfect blend of the best flavors Hawaii has to offer. Passion fruit, orange, and guava. Then monsterized... With a full load of our famous... <laughs> well, why is that funny? You know, it's something happened outside the window. Something happened outside the studio. Never mind. Uh, monsterized with a full load of our famous energy blend. And just like the wave it was named for... Aaron, what's so funny? Was it, did you see the same thing I saw outside? Okay. Just like the wave it was named for, it is destined to become a legend. Uh, Zach, are you ready to have a, a taste? Let's let's taste the legend of Monster work. Juice. This is the we got, sound. We've got a little uh, my, now now tumblers. I, I think I should tell tumblers you that uh, Mrs. Bartles mm. has uh, painstakingly put together like a little bar here mm -hmm. in the Nakatomi smoke room. So we've got these tumblers. You can hear the ice kind of clacking Clink, about. Yeah, clinking in the glasses. It's very and it's it's very swank in here. Is what it swank. is. Yeah, here's the sound of Juice Monster opening in the studio. And Zach, I'm gonna. I'm gonna pour yours first, and then we'll get the nose. Okay. It's a different color it's from most. It's an interesting color. Wow. Say when. That's that's enough to start with. I yeah. Think. Just for the I mean for the purposes of the show. You know, before we get to the nose, I want to talk about the the eyes. As yeah. It were. Absolutely. Uh, and and what this looks like to me is if you like took somebody like a human. Yep. And put them into like a wine press and just kind of. <laughs> this is what would come out. This is like person juice. Fascinating. See, this looks like orange Fanta to me. Really? So I didn't look, go as creative as you did. It doesn't did, look orange to me. It looks a little more peach. Like There's a tinge of peach and orange. Um, what are you getting on the nose? Because I have to be honest with you, Zach, this smells really good to me. It does. It smells I'm delicious. shocked at how good it smells because of how the can looked. It is, uh, it's, a familiar, it's a familiar smell, and I can't quite place it. I was prepared for it to, to smell and look gross because of the can, but I'm, I'm actually kind of encouraged. You know what it smells like? What? Uh, my favorite kind of Fruitopia. Remember Fruitopia? Yes, I do. It smells like the 90s. It uh -huh. smells like Fruitopia. I like anything that harkens back to the 90s. Even smells. <laughs> if, if it had a little clove cigarette mixed in, it would be a perfect <laughs> 90s smell, wouldn't it? Are you ready to have a sip? Yeah, let's do this. Okay. Mm. You know what? It's too strong. It's overpowering. It's overpowering. I don't want to find fault right away. I mean, I want to find some nice things to say. I Go feel ahead. like it. I feel like it's. And I, it, 
We heard a ks, but is mm-hmm. it in fact actually fizzy? I don't think it's fizzing. I, I see I bubbles. Hear... I see bubbles on but the side listen, of your glass. Listen to mine. it. Put your ear up to it. Get the ear, if you would. We got in the nose and the eyes. You hear anything? Zach, I don't, I don't hear anything. Do you? It's, it's not. Okay. And I wish it were mm-hmm. uh, carbonated. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's too sharp of a taste for the the kind of family of tastes. If you know yeah, what I mean. feel like they needed to cut it with a little bit of fizz. You know what I mean? It, it's almost like a peach nectar. It's a peach nectar. Um, what does it say on the ingredients list? You can speak. You're all right. Uh, first ingredient. She won't. She's so complimentarian. Yeah, that's right. First ingredient: carbonated water. So, mm, it's supposed to be. Like we were saying, this is fizzy. Something went know? wrong. Maybe ours just turned a little bit. It sat on the. Yeah. <laughs> Where did we get this? Where did we get this? We, we got a very disreputable quality, quality dairy. Yeah. I don't know. What's the verdict? I feel like. Are you going to finish? The I'm going to finish it. Oh yeah. I feel like I am too. Awesome. Well, hey. Yeah. Gut check. Gut check. To gut check. That's the sound of us. Toasting the company. In the same room, in the Nakatomi smoke room. Mm-hmm. What else you got jotted down there, my friend? Baby, before we get into the content on the list, I want to uh, I want to bring up something your wife brought up when we were off the air, which is how not complimentarian <laughs> she is. Okay, because you you cracked wise on the program I, I about it being wise. a complimentary, this a is complimentarian a show. It is really it? is. Yeah. We're dealing with our issues out here today. <laughs> and she made a point of saying... You know I'm not complimentarian, so I want to give you guys the floor to just work that out. Between I didn't hear her say that on the air. She didn't. She said it off the air, okay. which I think speaks volumes about you know how how ready she is to claim that. What did she just know? do? Did you just do something of a gesture to Ted? A certain kind of gesture, because it's a family program. I'm not going to go into it, but I will go into some other things. Aaron, your um, your monster juice looks different from mine. It's it's not monster juice. Oh, okay. But what would it, is that a screwdriver? What do you call it if you put some juice monster in it? Uh, just a touch, just a, a bit. What is that called? Um, let's see. Try Pipeline. It. Pipe wrench. Pipe pipe wrench. Pipe oh, wrench. Oh, oh, dude, she's gonna do it. It's a pipe wrench. All right, so this is a first. This is an alcoholic uh, concoction that my wife is drinking. Can I talk about this in the program? Since I I work at a Southern Baptist, I don't think that that yeah. when you sign your your yeah. documents, it means your friends can't drink. Mm. That would be that would be does. a little much even for the Southern Baptists. Yeah. All right, let's. What what, what do you got there, Aaron? I'm nervous though. What's it taste like? Yeah. <laughs> Well, why don't you vocally disapprove of this whole thing? Aaron, I disapprove of what you're doing. Okay, now we're safe. <laughs> it actually tastes really good. Yeah? yeah. It, it tastes better than it did without the pipeline yeah, punch. Yeah, it tastes um, more like I'm an, on an island. Okay. I'm what so kind sorry. of island? Describe it. You're a writer. Uh, like a, um, <laughs> a tropical island mm-hmm. where there are legendary waves. Mm. Uh, only in the winter, though. I know, yeah, only yeah. in the winter. I know the island you're talking about, yeah, I think. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. That's Do you go surfing on this island? Yeah, I do. You personally? The pipelines, yes, okay. absolutely. Yes. Like a, I like, feel like I'm surfing right now. Okay. Do you feel like you felt when you watched uh, the original Point Break the last time we visited and, and certain things happened? I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I hope for both of your sakes the answer great. is yes. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I don't want to. I don't want to let this just kind of slide by. Yeah, we just invented a mixed drink. Yeah, we did. It's called the pipe wrench. It's a whatever goes in a screwdriver, which I don't know because I don't drink. Yeah, and Ted doesn't either, for the record. <laughs> um, and he wants that on the record. Yeah, uh, but how much I disapprove of this whole thing. Ted, actually, I had to physically restrain him from leaving. I just like, left the room. Because I would be able to do that. Um, so <laughs> whatever. I went in the hallway. Is it orange juice and something like I don't know? Like, did you just mouth? Fuck. Mm-hmm. 
plus pipeline punch. Just a just a touch. A finger of it. Mm-hmm. Is that a thing? Yeah, it is. Yeah, like yeah. a finger of right. a finger of something. Again, uh, I have no idea. It sounds weird to say that. But they yeah, all, it is. <laughs> to, to me, everything I've ever been given, where they're like. I know you don't drink, but you'll like this. It's got this sweet, and they hand it to me, and I sip it, and I'm like, hmm, medicine. More wet- more medicine. Thank you. I, I project. All right, yeah, let me see it. Oh. And the nose on it smells like orange juice to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty much just orange. Oh. It tastes bad. I think it tastes well, like it medicine. It does not. They're- alcohol itself, and I know vodka is apparently like water or something. I don't know. It's just a bitterness to it that I do not like. There's a bitter kind Maybe of... that's fine. That's okay. You like sweet oh. drinks. I like bitter drinks. Some people, you know, I don't like all certain drinks. Certain drinks don't like <laughs> me. I don't have to be... I don't have to drink everything. All right. Um, what else we got on the list here? Today? Baby, can we talk about more things that we don't like? Because... <laughs> I like doing that. That's fun. I was in your kitchen uh, earlier today. Okay. And there was a CD. There was a random CD leaning against the wall. And I picked it up and I indicated to the room... That it was a it was a CD that I hated. Okay. And it was a CD from the nineties. It was the cranberry. Wait a minute! I thought you liked everything from the nineties, even the smells. I like everything from the nineties, even the smells, but I don't like the cranberries, <laughs> which I feel is just like uh, caterwauling, right? It's the kind of screeching caterwauling that just uh, it sort of grates. You know what I mean? Can you here's tell me exactly what you don't like about the cranberries, dude? Here's the funny thing about it, though. So I talked at length about what I didn't like about it, but I've been singing the song Linger yeah, for the rest of the afternoon, nonstop. You even inter, inter, uh, kind of interrupted our one-on-one yeah. dirtbag time by singing that. Not Dude, I know, that. yeah. It, it intruded on dirtbag time, which disappointed you, know, you <laughs> and me. I don't know what's going on with Linger. Let but, me ask you something, Ted. Yeah. Do you like Alanis Morissette? Very much. Because I feel like she did the Very exact much. same, like she ripped off the caterwauling aspect and did it as her own. I feel like she caterwauled in a, in a, in a, this is going to get real deep, in a less kind of self-loathing and more energetic sort of way, such that like... More of an others-loathing way. More of an others-loathing way. Yeah, yeah good. She, she turned the, the loathing outward, and you yeah. liked that okay. That was a good energy for you. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like the cranberries, that caterwauling was, it was inward, it was whiny, it was just, there was an element of, you know, just get over it. Um, but with Alanis Morissette, it was more... She was getting over it. She was getting by over it by out. doing it, by lashing out. I like the, and I like the lashing. Gosh, I, really I feel do. like we're making... We made so much progress today. <laughs> Don't you think in a lot of areas that we can't talk about, but I, Ted, I feel also like this area. We could... Oh. You and I could head up a department somewhere called 90s Studies. We should, we should have a major called 90s Studies. Well, we you work in that. academia. I and do. I, and I want you to make that happen. I've already written the proposal. It's already <laughs> under, under review at my university. <laughs> and, and i, I got to say, it's probably more legitimate than like... 90% of uh, all other... Uh, Certain degrees you yeah, can get. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I, would love to, I would love to teach 90s studies. Now, what would your persona be if you were a professor in a, in a 90s studies department? We have to suss this out because it'll drive how we dress, how we, what, we, <laughs> what kind of music we play in the classroom, what, what you're kind of going to look like in the classroom. Because no professor ever does anything that keeps you from taking him or her seriously. Absolutely not. And I not. apologize for saying him or her as if those are the only two options. Yeah, I want to also right. mention gzerk. And zerp and lurk burp. That's right. Because those are things too. Mm-hmm. Um, always politically correct here on the Gut Check Podcast. Absolutely. So here's the thing. Aaron was just talking a little earlier about my my actual persona in the 90s, mm-hmm. which was weird hook hair, rugby wearing guy. So you're a Ben Sass, basically. 
<laughs> my my hair came together in uh, foremost an upside down heart. Yep. Uh, of skin, and which then... was a great way to have hair in the nineties. I mean, let's be clear. I mean, that I, was that was kind of the hair you wanted in the. It 90s. was the hair I wanted. Sure. I kind of wish I still had it now. Absolutely. Aaron does too. Yeah. Um, I I also so I always I was almost always in khakis. Sure. I was a khaki lad. Sure, you were. Um, but I don't want to go back there. Okay. Right? I think I would for your persona now for your mix and match. My okay. favorite kind of college profs were always they were never like the I dress down. Now, no offense. Yeah. They were never no. the, like I dress down and I'm one of you people and I and I'm just a man of the people. Yeah. They were always the which is do you just describe me? Yeah. But that's okay. No, yeah. That's what I look for in a friend. Yeah. Yeah. In a mentor, mm-hmm. I wanted like the guy who was dressed up. Yeah. He had the tie on. He was aloof. He was distant. But he was willing to come down the mountain. And what I loved is like, you know, he'd invite groups of students over to his house for a barbecue. We do that. Discussions, mm-hmm. you know. And, and then once in a while you'd luck out and you'd see, see him. See behind the curtain. Yeah, yeah. And, and like yeah. his, like, you know, cargo shorts or whatever. Yeah. So I'm thinking, I'd dress it up, okay. but I'd dress it up really 90s. Okay. So like, like the, the double-breasted suit maybe. Wow. With, uh, with like... You know, three buttons. So we're talking like '90s stockbroker, like yes, Gordon, circa like, Gordon Gecko, Gecko, like yeah. Gordon Gecko, a few couple years, no, a couple years later, yeah, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, he'd be in an orange jumpsuit, I guess, a couple right. years later. But um, so and skinny tie, yes, absolutely, uh, big white, round wire rim glasses, oh, dude, I love it, yes, big ones, yes, '90s studies, and, and then no. and, and uh, I think I'd probably, you know, once in a while. Have kids over, you know, yeah. and I'd and I'd be wearing like the flannel, okay. with a t-shirt under it, like oh. a Soundgarden t-shirt or something. And they'd be like, "Doctor Bartles, like what happened? Like I didn't know." <laughs> yeah, right. And, and, and they'd I'd be like, "Hey, come on down to the basement and check out my setup." And I'd have yeah. like hacky sack down there. Yes, yeah, a '90s sport, yeah. quote unquote sport. I mean, not a real sport. But right. what about you, Ted? What would be your persona '90s wise? Would it be a, a jock professor? No, you know it's funny. I've been thinking this through as you've been speaking. And it occurred to me that my 90s professor persona is my persona now. You want this? So, want some more of this? Yeah, a little bit. Just a splash. Thank you. So you're you're in... Well, you got... I remember the day you looked at me, yeah. Ted, with a twinkle in your eye uh-huh. and announced just with a little bit of hush in your voice, mm-hmm. as if it was kind of privileged information, yeah. Zach, I'm growing out 90s hair. Yeah. And that was the beginning of that was the of beginning the of what we're looking at now. now. Yeah. So, so you're already, you know, neck up. You're already yeah. 90s. Dude, and I want, I want to tell you... your glasses are not 90s. They're not 90s. I would have to do something about the... You know room what I do? In the 90s. I'd wear contacts. I'd wear contact lenses. Um, and, and I have to tell you, my students, every year, they throw me a 90s day party. That's and so it's great. usually it's usually around my birthday. And this year, they, they brought me an assortment of uh, 90s self-help books. Like, I'm okay, you're okay, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, I think you talked about this on the program already. We oh, maybe I did. Yeah, yeah. They, they gave me a 90s turtleneck. Mm-hmm. because I yeah. was, They felt like I was glum. And, uh-huh. you know, I don't want to bore you with that. But, but all, all of which to say, my typical, you know, wardrobe for teaching is a pair of Doc... I've got a pair of shiny blue Doc Martin boots, uh-huh. a pair of jeans, and an assortment of flannels um, that I wear untucked, obviously. Um... And that that's it. I feel so like I'm doing the night. In your classroom, grunge is not dead. Is what grunge is not dead in my classroom. No, absolutely but, not. But so, here's what's funny, Ted. There's yeah. no way in Hades that in the actual 90s you were a grunge guy. Baby, here's the funny thing, okay? And I know we've talked about this on the program. The 90s was the decade of my transformation from jock 
you know, dead eyes, Garfield eyes, huge neck, football guy. Right. You're a couple years older than me, so you had time after high school. To... I had time after high school to work this out. So If I was going to be like an unwashed grunge guy, it would have had to have happened in high school for me. So I transitioned about like sophomore year of college from dead Garfield eyes, huge neck, football guy <laughs> to unwashed grunge guy. Here's how I did it, though. And here's how I, I kept the athletic kind of spin on it. The the, the uh, sort of curator of that whole thing is sitting over she's here. She's sitting right here. She's taking credit. Kind yeah. of smirking at us. But how'd you do it, man? How do you think you did it? Here's what I think I did it. Find out how it really went. And what I'm about to share is going to make me sound ridiculous and like a douche. So <laughs> I want to free you. Don't to... talk that way, man. No, no. I want to. I want to freely acknowledge that so that you can you can respond in whatever way you feel led. <laughs> I don't want you to feel like oh he's going to feel bad if I laugh okay. because it is funny. Okay. Here's what I would do. So I had a pair of work boots, um, black, you know, 90s work boots, jeans, the ripped up jeans. Okay, so we're, we're grunge. We're on the grunge the, the grunge tip. The grunge tip, right? And, um, and I would wear flannel shirts, but I would rip the sleeves off of them. <laughs> right? I just laughed yeah. in a feminine way. In a of. feminine way, yeah. I would rip the sleeves off of them because I wanted to let people know that I just wasn't a skinny, weasley grunge guy, but that right. I still worked out. You're like, you know, you know what, what I mean? If I was in a band, I would be playing drums, not bass. That's I'd the be playing drums. I'd be, yeah, I'd be huge. I'd bench press Buicks, right? Oh, my gosh. So that's funny. The, the hair was long, and I was sensitive, but I wanted people to know that, like... You there know, was a lot going on inside, but there was also a lot going on. There was a lot going on outside, vis-a-vis -vis because I ripped the sleeves off. There's a lot going inside your heart, but That's also right. a lot going on like up outside on my your shirt. Skeleton, yeah, right. right. Yeah. <laughs> now, Ted, I have, a, I have a practical question for you. What did you do with the sleeves? <laughs> did you make any crafts out of them? You know, Zach, for the life of me, I can't remember what I did with the sleeves. One of these days, you're going to be going through your basement. I, I'm going to find a whole bunch of sleeves. Find yeah. Sleeves. Oh, the memories. You know. <laughs> Maybe I would do that. You know what? Maybe I'd resurrect that for my '90s, uh, you know, '90s studies course program because no, I think you need to update it, get a little more professional. Mm -hmm. You should wear the '90s suit, okay. but but like the, rip the, the sleeves off. button, yeah, up, and the yeah, just rip the sleeves off, both the jacket and the shirt. Now you know what that harkens back to in the '90s, and I know you know what I'm about to say. What's that? The movie Over the Top. Oh, wherein right. Stallone, Sylvester Stallone is an arm wrestler, professional arm uh, arm wrestling champion. Yeah, which that's a thing. He that's lives a thing. in a world in which arm wrestling is like the biggest spectator sport in, in well, the nation. Well, that's just the world yeah. that we live yeah, in. Yeah, that's I'm... the right. Which is to say that he, he lives in the regular world, right? <laughs> so, kind of the climactic moment of the film over the top, as you know, is that Stallone goes to break his son out of a Tony boarding school that he's living in. And his son comes out to the truck. Stallone's a truck driver. You're looking at me like I'm incredulously, like I'm making this up, but I'm not. <laughs> Stallone's a truck driver. He drives the truck through the gate, right, of the I, Tony I, boarding I, school. I, you know. I, yeah. And the kid comes out. I don't out. think you're making it up. Right. The kid comes out, and he's wearing his, uh, his blue blazer. Which Stallone dramatically rips the sleeves off of. <laughs> Even though Stallone had to pay for that thing, undoubtedly. Right. I'm sure he bought the blazer, you know, many times over. Now, but, let me ask you something, man. Yeah. And, right and I want to get back to our 90s studies. but now I do too because I'm super excited about it. Now that we're a little bit in the 80s here. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, we are. In the 80s, like corporate mm -hmm. greed mm -hmm. was both the good guy, yes. uh, E.G., and I know you're not supposed to say E.G. No. For example, mm -hmm. um, Back to the Future. Yes. That sort, of thing, okay. that sort of thing. And the bad guy, for example, uh, over the top. Yeah. And sometimes both, mm -hmm. maybe like, again, Gordon Gecko. Yeah. 
What about in the 90s? I feel like in the 90s, everyone was deep if they realized that like capitalism is, is slavery. Oh, yeah. And, and I mean, people got even more kind of annoying and, and, you know. Everybody was deeply against corporate greed in the 90s. Yes. And you know what we would we'd need as a part of this program, and this gets back to the nuts and bolts of it and the academics of it, Zach, is do we need to decide, do we want it to be a Bachelor of Arts or a Bachelor of Science? Mm. Because it's going to drive what kind of required courses the kids have to take. I mean, we don't have to answer that now, but... I, I feel like the, the BA is just very much a 90s thing. That's right. So, right. I mean, it, the, the whole, like, liberal arts, pers- liberal arts persona... Absolutely. The whole, the whole thrust behind that is the 90s in a nutshell. So the required not? economics class for the BA in 90s studies is going to be very theoretical. Yes. And it's going to be very much kind of inclined against corporate greed and the making of any money. <laughs> Which I feel like I'm uniquely gifted to teach that, right? <laughs> I feel like the four of us, I know we all went to college in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Everyone here got a BA, right? Oh, yeah. Nobody got, no, in the, in the 90s, you, you couldn't find a BS anywhere. No, you couldn't, yeah. It was BAs, <laughs> BAs for days. Don't forget, all right. in the 90s fashion, the Baja. Oh, ooh, that's right. Ooh, I, I, dude, from, if we teach it at a Christian college... Okay, Zach. So we're um, the saucy broad just brought up a. a she brought up a great a, a great point. We need to have some nod to um, how you do missions in the '90s. <laughs> missions in a '90s context. That's going to be the name of the course. Um, it's going to be uh, '90s studies. Uh, is it a 200 level course? I think 210. You have to take the basics first, okay. but. Um, this is some prereqs, but this is not you yeah. know, real advanced. So it's going to be in the in the catalog. It's going to say '90s 210. Missions in a 90s context. And I think a big part of that is... So one part of the course is going to be fashion. Mm-hmm. What you wear on your missions trip in the 90s. <laughs> no, Show uh, that you're accessible, but still fashionable. Yeah. You're accessible, but you're fashionable. Uh, another part of this, Zach, is going to be souvenirs. What souvenirs you purchase <laughs> on your like missions I trip in the 90s. That. You should teach that Shots section. 101. A third part of this, and, and I think you and I both know a gentleman who could teach this section. Maybe we bring in a guest speaker. Dating on a missions trip context in the 90s. <laughs> courting. Dating, courting, marriage. Laying groundwork for later Because I feel like a lot, of, a lot of people in the 90s like snagged their spouses this way. Dude, <laughs> in a Christian college context, the short-term missions trip was like a singles bar. I mean, it was like a nightclub. You know what I mean? It was like a meat market, right? Dude, do you remember... Dude, you're going to Mexico and you're looking down that roster to see what like... You know what? What hot people of the opposite gender are going, and this it, is why you choose the trip. This is you why go you to. choose the trip you and choose. And then you decide, yeah. yeah, I'm actually just really passionate about I have Costa a heart, Rican culture. Yeah, I have a heart for Costa Rica, even though I couldn't have pointed it out on a map 24 hours ago, right? Ted, when you were at uh, Taylor University, was mm-hmm. there a, a thing where people would say, "Oh well, Katie with an I is just here for her MRS"? Was that a thing? That was a thing, and it was true of a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I also feel like there should be a course about, so this is at a Christian liberal arts school, mm-hmm. and there should be a course about 90s Christian colleges. Absolutely. It's the history of. Yeah. So, okay. so you're like maybe like you come in and you immediately, mm-hmm. immersive, you get a slideshow of like mm-hmm. a guy sitting under a tree shirtless strumming a, a guitar. Right. A guy and, playing frisbee shirtless. Yeah. 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 And, and, and like... A, a guy uh, in Umbros yeah, yeah. laying on the, the floor in a dormitory. <laughs> right, an environmental science major who looks like Jesus walking around barefooted. Yeah, this should be... That, you know what that could be? That could be our freshman seminar. Yes. You know, just kind of a flyover, kind of a kind of a survey of, of 90s Christian college culture, if you will. 
Um, no, and in, and in uh, true annoying kind of small college form, there has to be really, really shortened names for all of these classes. That's right. But I feel like we should assign the names. Rather we than should assign the names. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And back to the MRS degree, I think we should have a track within the 90 <laughs> studies course wherein you can be enrolled at our college, but not have to take any classes and just do all the student life stuff until you get married. <laughs> You know what I mean? You can go to the you can go to the square dancing thing and the bonfire and the and the and the you get the twenty one meal the frisbee. Plan. You could get the twenty one meal plan. You could play a little you can play a little intramurals if you want to, and then you know what I mean. You can go to class, but you don't have to do any. Of you can go to class, you don't have to do any of the work. Yeah, you can go to class just for the purposes. Choose where of, to sit and how being, to kind of chuckle. Yeah, and right, yeah. right, uh-huh. yeah, absolutely. Now, do we? That's forward thinking, Ted. Do we? Teach? And backwards thinking. It's forward and backwards thinking yeah. is the funny it's thing the 90s. about it. Yeah. Do we teach a class on, you know, kind of courtship and coquettishness in the 90s? Because I feel like it looked a little bit different than it looked in the 80s. You know what I mean? Suss that out. Well, in the 80s, I feel like, you know, if you were like the broad-shouldered, you know, athletic stud, like the world was your oyster in the 80s. But in the 90s, it got a little bit more nuanced. You know what I mean? Everything got flipped such that... You know, I got to college, Zach, and I, I was that guy. I was the right. broad-shouldered, you know, athlete or whatever. And I get to college, and it's all these like you're like, how come Exit Fifty Nine is getting more chicks than me? Right? How how come all these weaselly, concave-chested, you know, guys <laughs> are, are getting are getting chicks, and I'm not? You know what Dude, I mean? That that is guitars. huh? Guitars. It's the guitars. It's I feel the, like it today, it's the concave chest. It'd be more like the sitar would get you all those chicks. <laughs> but then it was the guitar. Before that, it was more the weight room. That's right. So, yeah, you you, you, would, you know. Maybe this is a survey. Maybe this is a history class. It's a history requirement. <laughs> this is as far back. It's yeah. a requirement. This is a required This is a gen ed, oh, right? <laughs> Ted just nervously reached over, meat pawed the yeah. <laughs> juice monster, shook it to see if there was anything left, and kind of, it would disdain, put it back down, because there's not. Mm-hmm. Um of course, we're doing a, a few back-to-backs here, and, and we're going to be reviewing uh, another Mojave Rattler situation. Ooh, Mojave Rattler. And then we're going to get to a little beautiful baby product placement mm-hmm. um, known Ligaris as the, uh, the, yeah, the Gut Check Blend. I want to tease this because I want to tie it into our 90s studies course. Oh. In the 90s, the only really caffeinated drink options you had were Jolt Cola. Jolt Cola? Okay, so you had a little Jolt Cola, Jolt Cola or you had coffee. Or you had, in the 90s, when I was in college, there was this thing called Java Joe. Okay. It was caffeinated water. Oh, Like, caffeinated stuff was becoming, like, a sub thing. Mm -hmm. And I used to, when I was pulling all-nighters, I would buy bottles of the Java Joe. Yeah. Or Crank 2-0, that was another one. Mm -hmm. And I would brew coffee with them. Yeah. And and, and I would sit there, like, oh my gosh. So, like, you get more coffee. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't, I can't even think. I can't even think. I'm ready for this. Zach, you know what was a, another huge part of '90s culture that I think has to go into our curriculum here as we as we write curriculum for okay. this this uh, program? Coffee house culture. Okay. Ooh. So in the '90s, the coffee house was the place where you went to read your bad poem or smoke because back then, even in Michigan, you could smoke in. Yeah, you could smoke in a coffee smoke house. Your c- cigarettes. You could go and play your guitar in like an open mic night. Now the professor, like with a ponytail, like the super cool one, uh-huh. who played a little guitar outside of class and who wrote some poetry, like he would sort of. Head these things up as a showcase for himself. <laughs> um, <laughs> under the auspices, under the auspices yeah. of giving students the opportunity to like share their poetry, really it was a showcase for him, right? <laughs> Opportunities lost and reclaimed. Which it's by about, which, it's about reclaiming. It's about, reclaiming. It's about redeeming. Yeah. Which, by the way, is a thing that we're not above, right? <laughs> right. I mean, right. Yeah. Well, this whole this whole program's about that. That's right. 
So, so coffee house culture. We need to have a class on coffee house culture, and maybe I don't know what you know academic stream this fits under. Maybe some sort of anthropology course. Yes, right? yes. No, it, it's a it's it's a study from a, without of a certain type of specimen. It's, let me yeah. let me tell you this. Mm-hmm. This this one little phrase. Aaron Aaron's Aaron's going to recognize this story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had I, I worked campus safety at Cornerstone okay. University. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, you look at me and you think this guy is securing the safety of of the campus. Now, I, 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 if I could. Just ask a question there. Dip in as a, as a follow up to that. How many couples did you catch making out? Just None. assign a number. None. I, I think the only exciting thing that ever happened was there was a guy who kept scaring girls with a Halloween mask, and I realize mm-hmm. it sounds like I'm describing like a gathering of nine year olds, not yeah. not college age. And uh, and and my partner and me finally caught him in the like he would pop up in their window yeah. of the girls' dorms, and we chased him down. Did you tackle him? No, but I shouted. Freeze, and did he, he did. And oh! I, and I shined the giant mag light at him. Wow! And then I'm like, "What now?" And yeah. I was like, "Well, I'm going to write my little incident report, and I, I think I know that guy's name. And yeah. why don't you go back to your room?" And that was because I couldn't arrest him or anything because I had no power. Your training only went up to a certain point. <laughs> you know, they trained you up until you said freeze, but then beyond that, you're on you're on your own. I think freeze might have more come from like watching Dukes of Hazard. And That's stuff, true. So. Yeah, there were a few shows. But uh, so so <laughs> after that guy uh, failed out of school. My my new partner was a, a young lady, mm-hmm. so I was a junior in, in college, and she was a, a freshman, mm-hmm. and she had like short spiky hair, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that I'm a real catch, but I mean I was I was engaged at the time. Yeah. I think that that she was one of those bad girls that that kind of was mm-hmm. her thing. Yeah, and she was always kind of flirty with me. Interesting, and she was always trying to position herself as this very particular kind of '90s person because this oh, is '96, '97, '98, probably persona. And, and she said one day, and I quote, now she, you, you, with these things you want to kind of dance around the edges of it, right? Yeah. Paint the picture, right. you know, but she just said, you know, Zach, I'm the kind of freak that sits around in a coffee shop writing poetry. Oh. And I realized the moment she said it, it was like when Ralphie was like, I want to write a BB gun. Ooh, yeah. And you yeah. realize I shouldn't, she was like, crap, I, should, I shouldn't have put I it shouldn't all have out there. I shouldn't have been that real with it. I should should, have been, I should have been more coy. Now that I said right? it, it's, I can't unsay it. You can't unring yeah. that bell. And yeah. I kind of looked at her and she kind of knew that she was caught. She knew that like she had gone fraud. too far. Yeah. And you know, I bet she didn't even write any poetry or go to any yeah. coffee shops. I, I feel like how to not be fraudulent in the 90s is its own class. Ooh. You know? How to, okay. How to affect the persona without being fraudulent. I like that. Because it's a very, very fine line. It's a, it's a tightrope of decisions, okay? Aesthetic decisions, uh, verbal choices that you make when you're in conversations with other people, like the one that you just Sleeve laid out. Sleeve ripping. Sleeve ripping. I mean, we all, <laughs> Zach, kind of walked that fine line in the 90s. Uh, but that needs to be a course because we need to navigate kids through that, that labyrinth of choices that allow you to be smug. <laughs> but not fraudulent, okay? Or at least hide the the fraud, the fraud beneath hide the fraud beneath layers many layers of, yeah. of flannel and smugness, right? Kind of tuck this the 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 fraud into the sleeve that you've cut off. <laughs> yeah, that's can, right. Can you come here a minute so we can hear you? And thank you for not coughing. Is it is it because uh, thank you for not? We're not First in, time the, in the history of the program. We're not in the arid deserts of <laughs> yeah. uh, whatever. My tuberculosis has healed up nicely. Thank you. Now I want to ask you this. Doc Holliday in the studio. When, uh, <laughs> just for old time's sake. For old time's sake. She's okay. in her prime, everyone. Yeah. Uh, when, when you met Ted. Yes. Before you took the shell of a Garfield-eyed, kind of yes. dead eye. Husk eyes. of a man, yeah. Yep. Really. <laughs> when was the first time you saw him 
with a sleeveless flannel on. What were your thoughts and what did you do to rectify this? Wow, that's there's a lot of questions there. Um, I can't put a precise date on the first, the exact first time I saw Ted. I were just, you already dating or? No, no. I mean. It was a fast process. The whole thing start to finish was very fast. Okay. It was, I mean, I, I did tend to sort of keep a, a string of various things going on guy-wise, dating-wise. But I do recall... Well, news to me. That is not news to you. No, I know. I do recall... No. Oh, he sounded so defeated. I do, I feel... Because I was never I satisfied until one day. Oh, there we go. Okay. I was in the cafeteria, and I couldn't help have my eye be caught by this tall, strapping, broad-shouldered man And the shoulders were children. I mean, I can't say exactly what was being worn, but I just remember thinking, what is that? Yeah. I would like to know. I would like a slice of that. Yes. <laughs> Give me a piece of that pie. But, but really what I'm asking is, mm-hmm. why didn't you stop that as soon as it started? Wait, the I'm wanting to zoom in on the sleeves. The yeah. sleeves. Well, I will say, I mean... That's a good interview. I was oh, attracted to the bared arms. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, who's not? What so, about them were you specifically? They were they were strong and and manly and <laughs> um, I liked it. I will be honest, I did. I liked it. Um, so, but I think a point came where I thought those those pipes need to be kept just for my eyes. Only. Ah. So let's put a sleeve on it. Okay. Put like, a sleeve it up. If you like it, you better put a sleeve on it. Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> dude, yeah. that's that's actually the name of the class too. <laughs> yeah. Putting called, a sleeve on it. Yeah. Anthropology <laughs> three ten. Put a sleeve on it. I yeah. love yeah. it. Now I, I want to point out, and I don't really want to harp on this, but I do. No, you do whatever you need to do. When, it's your program. When I hear flannel sleeves ripped off, one man comes to mind, and it's not you. Okay. It's a gentleman that goes by the moniker Larry the Cable Guy. Oh. Who is kind of a, uh, and I want to talk a little bit That's about some, some sort of white situation. trash uh, sub genres. But but uh, that's yeah that that's the guy that comes to mind, mm-hmm. and and frankly, there's nobody further from you than no. Larry the Cable Guy. Thank goodness for that. See, I think I think in my in my case it was. Thank you, Kristen. The boots, the jeans, the flannel. I had a particular ball cap that I would wear, and I had the the kind of longish '90s hair, kind of. Also, you didn't have an enormous gut and a dreadful southern accent. Oh, well, no offense to any of our listeners south of the, the Mason-Dixon <laughs> line, but where we think the accent is charming and, and you know, winsome. But no, I didn't have any of those things, for the record. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, what's funny is I felt, like it, I felt like it worked back then, but now in retrospect with... You know, as I'm seeing this in like the clear light of day, I realize how <laughs> how how not working it, it actually was. I wish there were pictures of that. Are there Boy, pictures somewhere of that? I'm sure there are. You know, we would have to to do a little research, go back in the archives. But uh, I'm I'd sure like there you are to some. make like uh, Kristen and Ted put together this, this nice little book of pictures mm-hmm. that they they picked up at Sam's Club yesterday uh, from our trip to the Roos, yeah. to all of the Holy Land. I'd like one of those books. If you if you ever think maybe like Christmas is coming up, what would I get for Zach? I'd like one of those just of Ted in his kind of grunge, or or like the whole transition. It starts with the dead eyes. That would be interesting. And then it kind of slowly makes its way to the like the no sleeves. Mm-hmm. Then you know like w- the work that you did, kind yeah. of polishing up the persona. Well, let me be clear. KK did terrific work. <laughs> um, the work started almost immediately. It was subtle. 
I didn't know that work was being done, and that's the best kind of work. <laughs> yeah, you know right, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. In that she didn't, you know, she didn't come in kind of wielding a hammer and saying, "I'm going to tear this whole thing down and start over." You know, it was subtle. It was subtle changes, and uh, I, I appreciated that. Um, now, Zach, I want to get back to curriculum. Okay. And I want to give you the opportunity to write a course. Um, if you had to write an elective, and we're each going to do this, we're going to do an elective on a 90s television show. Pick any show okay. um, that kind of encapsulates for you what the 90s was all about. Um, what's the show? And what, what would the name of the course be? All right, so does it have to be a TV show or could it be a, a movie? Uh, let's, let's go TV or movie. It could be TV if or If it movie. could be a movie, I've talked about this movie before, mm-hmm. and that would be Falling Down. Oh, yes. such a yes. 90s movie. Quintessential would, 90s movie. I love it. And it would be called, the course would be called, um, I don't know, is this like a media course? Or is yeah. this like a, this is a, this is a human studies situation. Mm-hmm. It would be called, uh, I'm the bad guy? How did that happen? Yes. Uh, you know, it's, uh, and we would delve it's a calm. It's, it's a calm studies course. So it would be calm, like calm 405, I'm the bad guy, how did that happen? I don't remember much 90s TV, honestly. I remember like the attempted reboot of Friends? like... Oh, Friends, right, yeah. Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Yeah. Okay, yeah, although I was trying to think of something deep because it was the 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Faux deep. Faux deep. Yeah. My so-called life. My so-called yes. life. We were just oh, talking about Miss Danes show. a moment ago there, yeah. That was so faux deep. Yeah. <laughs> You know what happened? I broke my leg in high school, uh-huh. and uh, and I had surgery, and my parents let me use their room, and I had a TV in it, because okay. you know they let me like uh, convalesce in their room because that had the TV, and I watched I think every minute of my so-called life on MTV. Jared was, Leto, dude. Jared Leto, very good-looking guy, Love very guy. handsome guy. Speaking of uh, mm-hmm. '90s TV and yeah. and professors, okay, I had a, a professor by the name of Dr. Landrum mm-hmm. at Cornerstone University, a literature professor. Smart guy, he could you know he could find the the Christ figure and you know all the sexual stuff in every manuscript. Could he find the penis in the womb? No problem. Yeah, good. He could he could find three four in the first line. He's a real English guy then. And uh, <laughs> when so he'd he'd be like, Does anybody here ever you know read any Michael Foucault? And you know people would be like, no. And oh, one day, Foucault. so deep, literally no ironic overtones, nothing. He just goes, anybody happen to catch Sabrina the Teenage Witch yesterday? Nice. And he was talking about the live action one with Melissa Joan Hart. Yeah. And everyone was like, wow, <laughs> Melissa Joan Hart, that's very 90s. Yes. Yes. She's in God's Not Dead 2, I believe, by the way. Really? He's still, uh, subtitle, he's still not dead. Sub- subtitle, no one thought he was dead. Um, but That would be reason number one of one to watch God's Not Dead 2. <laughs> <laughs> but but everyone kind of laughed like he was like making a goof on his own like tendency to ask yeah. him. And he was dead serious. And I had this like moment of like... It made him cooler, didn't I it? wish I was so deep that I could find like the cool deep thing in like the shallow dumb thing. Yes. And I, I wanted that so bad. And that was a 90s Dude, thing to want. Isn't that the 90s sweet spot though? Yes. Finding the cool deep thing in the shallow dumb thing? Yes. That's such a good point. And I'm so glad you brought that up. No, it's true. I mean, I think that's what every, every kind of intellectual was striving for in the 90s well and and it went into you know in, into the church i have mm-hmm. on my shelf the gospel according to the simpsons absolutely after like oh, only four seasons or something yeah. uh the gospel according to the matrix the gospel oh, uh, that, that kind what of a horrible the, spate of books that spawned yes you know? but they were all like okay so here's this dumb thing how can we just delve into it now, Chad, what would be your, your TV show and what would be the course? I'm name? glad I didn't write any of those books, by the way. I probably almost did. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, a paycheck's a paycheck, man. You know what? Mine's going to be a movie, too. And I think it's a movie that you've seen. I think we've talked about it probably off the air. But the movie is School Ties. 
Dude, we've talked about this school so times? many times. Yeah. You love that movie. I love it. It's You're like so the one 90s guy to who me. Loves that movie. Well, because it has football, it has race, mm-hmm. it has a very young Ben Affleck and a very young Matt Damon as the bad guy douche. Ted, your your relationship with this movie is complex because every time mm. you bring it up, I get the feeling that like you feel like you're just re-remembering it for the first time. Yes. But you talk about it all the time. Like there's something to really it's in your soul. Zach, it's in my soul because it has so many things that I like in it. It has <laughs> It has academia, which I like, even though I make fun of it all the time. Uh-huh. I mean, that's how I make I my, like it my livelihood. Visible, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I mean, that movie really has everything. And it has Brendan Fraser in, like, the two-year sweet spot that he had in the 90s. See, I always like Brendan Fraser. Yeah, but his, wi- his window was very short in terms of being, you know what I mean, like the an A-list. Yeah. yeah, like a bankable star. And he was very good in the, in the picture. But I think it was a movie that, and this was a very 90s thing, it was a fun movie to watch, but you could also like hang your hat on it being a little deep and challenging and like making you think. Super 90s. Making people think was a huge thing in the 90s. Like you didn't want to create art or like write a poem or a song without making like yeah. like what do you want to do with your poems, Zach? Well, I, I just want to make people, people think. think. Yeah. You know, that's like, really Marilyn Manson sums this up like mm-hmm. head to toe black makeup going I just want people to think for themselves. Well, he's like upside down on a cross like with his that's not mm-hmm. but I don't know what I was going with that. Uh, upside down on a cross. I don't know what he he's, uh, he's upside down on a cross, dressed in, in, in tight leather. Yeah, you're finding one that Zippers. we can use. Yeah, that's the one. Yep. You know what he was? He was an early lasher. Yeah. You don't, 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 don't. Yeah. But, but here's, here's, here's why this is such a perfect movie. Yeah. Because A, it was, it was that faux deep kind of, yeah. uh, it basically was a um, Dead Poet Society, but yeah. it was also not Dead Poet Society. Yes, so it wasn't right. the most yeah. popular one. It was the alternative to it Dead Poet Society. It was the alternative Society. one. Yeah. When Dead Poet Society got a little too mainstream, you you hung your hat on liking yes! school ties. That's why you love it so much. Which is it's such so a nineties thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. A nineties thing is not liking the mainstream thing. Yes. Right. But liking the alternative, which actually makes more money for the corporate interests than the quote unquote mainstream thing. Right. Being wrong about which one you actually like is also a nineties thing. You know. <laughs> I have a quick question yeah. about your whole course system here. Is it? It's a curriculum question. It's a curriculum. Or a, it's, okay. it's a program question. Philosophy? Are you going to have a limit on the number of people who can even? be part of this major or this program we are because that makes it mm-hmm. in some way more it's exclusive yes it's exclusive yeah. no we mm-hmm. this is going to be a competitive program it's going to be the school ties of that type of it's going to be the best of the best the yeah we want the elite and uh you're going to have to uh, apply that sounds 80s to me that but sounds... the, no 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 the application process is going to be a little bit different okay um it's going to be a face-to-face interview in which you have to show a little a little bit of proficiency in the acoustic guitar. <laughs> You're gonna need to dress a certain way. Okay. We're gonna toss you a hacky sack and see what you can do with it. Okay. <laughs> you better not catch it with your hands. You better not catch it with saying. your hands is what I'm saying. I mean, we're giving away a little bit here on the program, but um, I don't. I hear. I hear like competitive. There's some proficiencies like, at play thinking, here, um, though. Pursuit of happiness, which is '80s. I start thinking mm-hmm. "Secret of My Success," which is '80s. I know. I feel like just letting any slob wearing a black, you know, trench coat in would be more '90s. What if? What if? What if this? What if they had to write a faux? <laughs> what if this? <laughs> what if they had to write a faux deep essay to get in? Mm, that's right. That's good. We throw them a topic, and they have to be as faux deep as possible about it. And in. The- or Three we, pages we or show them like a like a commercial for like Charmin toilet paper, and we're like, yeah. "All right, talk about uh, uh, sexism 
Yeah, vis-a-vis, vis-a-vis right? Yes, Charmin. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. That bear that squeezes his toilet paper. Yeah. What is that? How does that? Well, we don't want to. See, you know, we don't want to get into like triggered territory. That's more mm-hmm. recent. But yeah. I feel like the '90s. I feel was like the that's original. a build on the '90s, yeah, though. Yeah. yeah. The '90s kind of scratched the surface. And I feel part. like the millennials of today didn't earn it. Like people in the 90s did. Interesting. They built it brick by brick is what uh-huh. they did. Yeah. We really laid the groundwork for being smug and insufferable yes, in a way you that... you know, I, yeah. I would say tantrum by tantrum, we Tantrum by tantrum, house. yeah. And it wasn't easy, you know? <laughs> but we persevered in, in that, you know? <laughs> Dude... Uh, do we have any more to talk about here? Because I can tell your wife's getting annoyed at how warm it is in the in the Nakatomi cigar, and we got to fire up that window air conditioning unit again. You know, I feel like we've done good work here in our in our committee meeting about uh, the ninety studies program in our university. So I'm gonna I'm gonna write some things up. I'm gonna get some things on paper. I'm gonna take it to the powers that be, um, and hopefully we'll both be teaching ninety studies next year. Um, and we'll have a lot of majors. We'll have a lot of kids uh, in the program. Now, Zach, I want to tease one more thing before we close out the program. And that is some exciting business news. So I want to take us out of the 90s and bring us back into the 80s. So <laughs> I want us to put our, our, our metaphorical double-breasted suits on and get our, our get portfolios out. Get our shoulder pads Our shoulder pads in. And I want us to pace in front of the huge window that overlooks Manhattan. All right. All right. That's the kind of headspace we're in now. Because we're coffee moguls. Uh, Zach, I've been meeting with one Hector Lagares. Okay? Hector Lagares is a coffee roaster. He's foreign. Um, <laughs> that's very 90s, being foreign. Yeah, that's right. Hector Lagares is from Puerto Rico, um, and he is a coffee craftsman. And what he's done, he's put together a gut check espresso roast uh, for this program to capture kind of the ethos, the punch, the dark kind of edginess of the program. And he is going to have available at LagarsRoasters.com a gut check signature blend. Um, now, you may have heard of Hector Lagares. Uh, Vis-a-vis the uh, Happy Rant blend, but not on this program because I had this thing where I didn't want to talk about it. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I feel bad about that. That's okay. But you can get both of these blends, and mm-hmm. then you can decide which one you think is better. Yeah, that's right. Or you can just get them both and not have it be a competitive thing. Eh. Where you just enjoy the one, and then you enjoy the other for the eh. different kind of profiles that they bring to the table. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what? Maybe one of them is better than the other. Maybe they're the same in different ways. I don't know. Baby, listen, I'm glad you talked about your feelings vis-a-vis the coffee. I really am. No. I feel like we've we've gotten a lot out on the table today, and we're dealing with a lot emotionally, and, and that's where I want to be, you know? I don't want us hiding anything from one another. <laughs> right? <laughs> sure. Okay. This is the part where I get really quiet near the end. I'm I just know. waiting for you to land the plane. You're getting quiet. You don't know whether to laugh or whether to be earnest. <laughs> Because I put you in a place like emotionally that you don't know what to do with it. That's what I've done. I got I got an emotional lockjaw. You've got emotional lockjaw. You're all locked up, (laughs) baby. We have uh, emotionally. (laughs) You're kind of emotionally bound. Keep digging. (laughs) Keep digging, big guy. Um, Zach, I'm excited about Lagaris Roasters Gut Check Signature Blend Espresso, and uh, I hope people visit LagarisRoasters.com and uh, and order several bags of this, and I know they'll enjoy it. You drink it in your '90s coffee house. Drink it in That's your right. '80s breakfast nook. Whatever. Write you your bad do. poetry as you sip it. <laughs> drink it between games of hacky sack. <laughs> drink it with your shirt off under the tree as you're strumming a guitar in, a, in an obnoxious way. <laughs> You can drink it in all those contexts. And also, so so check, where do they go? What website to get LagarsRoasters.com. And then don't forget, uh, unionuniversity.edu, uh, soon. Backslash 90 studies. 90 studies. Yeah. <laughs> You'll see some faculty profiles, maybe some <laughs> some Pearl Jam videos, some, 
some some artifacts, some oh, sleeves, and and I get to be in charge, Ted, of the uh, the chapel. Okay. And I'm just oh the '90s chapel. Yes. All the '90s chapels I remember. Oh. The, the one I remember most clearly mm-hmm. is uh, the student life uh, president just played for us. Uh, the music video for Bullet with Butterfly Wings and Absolutely. said, Discuss. Discuss. And we realized, that was the best chapel Oh, ever. yeah. Because you know it was us. It gives us a chance to talk. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, in you other know, words, like I didn't do his job that week and we yeah. lauded him for it. Dude, you know what the guy was wearing too? <laughs> he was wearing khakis, a blue Oxford, a yellow tie, and one of those webbed leather belts in which the, uh, the the end, kind of the tail of the belt was a little bit too long, and it hangs down. He had yes. it looped under, and then it, it hung down. That's a, yeah, you're right. And you weren't there, but you're right. I wasn't there, but I know exactly what he you was wearing. You weren't there, but you were there. I was there. Yeah, I was because I was there in my own college, just a few miles away, experiencing the exact same thing. <laughs> in which the guy says, discuss, right? <laughs> what a gig that is. Yeah, what a Here, gig. Here's a video. Discuss. And then everyone like fill out their evals like this is the best guy ever. Oh yeah, this guy was incredible. <laughs> best chapel speaker gave ever. Gave me a voice. Yeah, gave me a voice. That's right. It's all about me. Uh, baby, we have wandered to and fro throughout this program, and uh, I've enjoyed it. And we will see you next time. Okay.